Oopapadu e como vai? This is the Asterix Star Podcast. We're Coming back. to you live. Mm-hmm. We're back live from the Undying Lands. Yep. <laughs> the Undying Lands. <laughs> my name's Ethan, and the fish man to my flipper sapien, it's Kuji. <laughs> How's it going, Kuji? How long did you work on that? Flipper sapien. That's a call back to our last podcast, which was about 10 months ago. Oh, so long we ago. Were... Yeah, it was, a, it was a pre-vaccination day, wasn't it? It was. Now we're post-vax. Post-vax? Our backs are waxed? Well, the first two vaxed. We might get like a couple more, maybe three more, four more. I'll take all of them. Yeah, I'm ready for my booster and my booster's booster. Mm-hmm. And my Brewster's Millions. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been a while since we've done this. <laughs> Feeling extra loose. But we're back, and uh, you can't say we're not. Nope. How are you, Kuji? It's been a while. Doing okay. Uh, I'm in my new recording area, which is just my room, but now there's a couch in it. Oh. Yeah. A little sound dampener. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of stuff in Catch here. Catch those peas popping. <laughs> I do have my pee pee popper. Yeah, you got your pee popper. And I have a uh, a cat in here now. She's sleeping. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's sleeping. My my dog is not sleeping, and she's nope at my feet panting. <laughs> she probably get picked up on the podcast. Hey, talk about popping peas. You should have taken her out. <laughs> like taking her out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She have popped her pee. <laughs> uh. No, I would never, podcast listeners. Uh, speaking of Flipper Sapiens, we watched Luca. Hey, that's my line. Oh, okay. Whoops. <laughs> We're we watched Luca a few months about a few months back. We're here to talk about it. And now let's fill in with the trailer. have to look out for each other, right? Underdogs! This is going to be the best summer ever. We'll ride down every road. See the whole world together. It'll be amazing. (laughs) So we watched Luca, the latest Pixar feature film. It was the second film that was not released theatrically by this Pixar. Is true. First being Soul, which was that this past winter or was that the previous winter? I can't remember. Who knows anymore, man? The time isn't real. <laughs> I guess it was this past winter, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Did you have much yeah. of a winter? <laughs> I just listened to the last podcast. We, t- we already talked winter. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to prep. Remember what we talked about because we did a little uh, teaser talk for Luca. That's right. And, uh, talk- that was coming. Yeah, <laughs> teaser talk. I was going off the, the winter storm of Austin. That uh, we don't have to get into it. Oh yeah, that's right. That did happen. Yeah, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, those are those are bad days. Yeah, dark. Days. Now we're in we're in the the heat the heat times. Yeah, you know what they call it? the heat misers. Oggy doggy. Mm-hmm. And uh, thinking of summer vacations in the Italian Riviera. It's a perfect time to watch Luca. Mm-hmm. Seems... You can still catch it. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That's definitely a plus of it being digital is that you can watch it anytime you want. All the time. Anytime you want. Just get yourself a decent sized screen. Turn off the lights, get some popcorn. Yeah. It's the same thing. Get a Vespa. Put some, get a Vespa. Mm-hmm. Put some gum on your couch. It's just like you're in the theater. Mm-hmm. Well, now that all the theaters have like those like lazy boy seats, so like what's the difference anyway? That's true. How do you feel about those, by the way? <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm anti those seats. I'm just gonna put it right out there. Okay. You prefer like the old school kind of wooden uh, theater four pack that they always come in four packs, like the four seats connected to each other. Yeah. You can put like the bounce up and down. You can like cuddle up with your honey next next to you. You put the armrest up. Oh yeah, those you can put the armrest up. That's nice. Yeah. How do people like? I wasn't even thinking that advanced. How do kids like make out in theaters anymore? You know. They don't. They're sitting at home watching Disney Plus, making out on their parents' couch. <laughs> you know, travesty. I don't think I ever made out in a movie theater before. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That's a great question. Have I? Yeah. I remember trying to put the old stretch your arm out, ooh, put it around. Mm, classic. And uh, she was like, "This isn't comfortable." So. Oof. Like my arm being there, not like me being into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not comfortable with that. That part was fine. Yeah, <laughs> the physical my arm there, because I don't think the seat arm went up. Oh yeah, that I'm sucks. Ta- <laughs> that would have sucked for you too, though. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the. It wasn't a great setup. I did it once, but... and I tried to do that, and it ended up just being like, you know what? Let's just hold hands instead. And I'm like, cool. Now there's just no armrest this kind of sucks <laughs> you know and once it goes up you can't put it down again like that's that's it uh yeah that's a that's a bad look yeah you put it down again yeah like, like eh. you're shutting her out yeah relationship's over right there <laughs> uh i'm not i'm not opposed to the comfy couch but there is a line the comfy theater couch i mean what's the line the ones that are like the ones that are like beds where you're like fully reclined, I'm I'm there with you. That's that's too far. It, I'm not sure if I've been in one that. <laughs> how do you fully recline? Like a hundred percent, like one eighty degrees. It's, it's like a chaise lounge. That's you're horizontal. There's one here that's uh like the first two rows are like that. I guess it's helpful. And then the rest are chairs. That's helpful, I guess, if you're all the way in the front. But yeah, like. I just feel like I'd fall asleep. Yeah, me too. And there's just something gross about like lying on on a space that like strangers have lied on. I don't know. Yeah. As opposed to just sitting on a chair that other people have sat on. But yeah, it's different. Yeah, because lying down is way more like intimate. You know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you're you. getting the you're getting like the calf 
sweat in there. <laughs> yeah, they're always like the worst material for that. You stick to it. I don't like that. <laughs> I feel bad for whoever's gonna sit like because I sweat a lot, so like you know they have to peel themselves <laughs> off of me. It's like we go into a toilet, like a public restroom, and like it's like nice and like warm when you get on it, and you're like, this is nice because it's not like freezing cold, but also mm-hmm. like you're absorbing someone else's ass heat, you know? The booty sweat. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want that. No. <laughs> speaking of booty sweat. Uh, speaking of wet asses. Ah. Luca, unless you had more to talk about in your uh, your anti comfort speech. No, that was it. Uh, okay, good. So Luca, first time uh, directorial debut of Enrico Casarosa. Uh, we, as we noted on our last short, he he uh, it was already nominated for an Academy Award for the short La Luna. Yeah. So that kind of works in. He loves the L's. La Luca. Yeah, La Luca. Does that mean something? Uh, screenplay by Jesse Andrews and Mike Jones. Who? Mm-hmm. Mike Jones. Uh, story by Enrico Casarosa, Jesse Andrews, Simon Stevenson. Simon. And it stars Jacob Tremblay. Sorry, I just wanted, you... just in case you wanted to know, it's 281 <laughs> Hit Mike Jones up on the low. Yes, hit him up. Is that still active? I haven't. I've never hit him up, actually. I remember, yeah, you had to back in the day. Yeah. At least once. I don't think I did, but I was was present for a call. Yeah, I was. So. You know, you don't want to do that alone in case one of those, like, haunted numbers that you call and, like, a ghost finds (laughs) you. Yeah. (laughs) Mike Jones kills you in seven days. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so it's starring Jacob Jacob Tremblay, I should say, who you'd know from Room, mm-hmm. not the Room, but Room. That one with Brie Larson. With Brie Larson. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, who you might not know, but uh, there's a tie-in here. So last time we were talking about our winter storm here in Austin that froze the entire state and uh, how awful it was and my one of my only escapes was to watch call me by your name and he jack dylan grazer is the main character in the tv show on hbo by the same call me by your name director oh isn't that fun tie-in i've never seen Uh, either of those things (laughs) well call me by your name you should see yeah the tv show I don't. I didn't really get into it, but it does have Kid Cudi in it. That's pretty cool, actually. He's the man on the moon. He's the man on the moon. It's called "We Are Who We Are." Is the show? And Luca. Oh, and the guy's name is Luca. Luca Guadagnino. Luca Prasi. Luca Prasi. <laughs> uh, some other names: Emma Berman, May Rudolph, Jim Gaffigan, are also uh, voice actors in here. And music by Dan Romer. Also, uh, the grandma's played by Sandy Martin, who we all know as Max Mom from It's Always Sunny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, 
<laughs> and I was like, who's Mac's mom? <laughs> and, of course, Sacha Baron Cohen as my favorite okay. character. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uncle Ugo. Yeah. Uncle Ugo, yeah, we're going to get on we'll get to him later mm-hmm. here's a synopsis uh, as a reminder set on the italian riviera the film sent on luke on the oh, fuck <laughs> set on the italian riviera the film centers on luca paguro a sea monster boy with the ability to assume human form while on land who explores the town of porto rosso with his new best friend alberto scarfano experiencing a life-changing summer now as i mentioned we did that short pod way back when we talked about the trailer and we were kind of thinking like oh what you know what are we gonna what's it about what are we thinking uh i just re-listened to that and um i wrote down a few things we got wrong (laughs) yeah what were our theories (laughs) so one thing uh we you know it's, it's got the three kids in it we assumed they were all Lashki kids, street urchins or sea urchins was the great joke I made. Mm-hmm. Classic. Uh, <laughs> turns out that's not the case. So Luca's uh, a sea monster farm boy who, uh, with his other sea monster, who's not a farm boy though, his other sea monster buddy, Alberto. He's like a street urchin. He's very much a street urchin. Mm-hmm. He's your, your, your Oliver Twist, your... Uh, that other guy he was like that uh but julia is uh a child of the town of porto rosa she's just a child (laughs) his child human child Mm -hmm. uh i I thought the kid's last name was porto rosso and that's incorrect i mean but i think maybe that was like the original idea yes I i read up on that it was originally porto rosso and then he changed it Last minute to name the town Porto Rosso. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We thought the kids were maybe cursed to be fish people <laughs> in a, a Porco Rosso kind of situation, but that's not the case. I mean, it is kind of a curse, is it not? Wow, you didn't get the whole story, did you? No. <laughs> you really didn't. You really didn't get the ending, did you? <laughs> that we all should be scared of different people. <laughs> Uh, and confirmed they were Italian. We thought, I think you were confused what, of, of where they were from in the Mediterranean. Yeah, I think it was clear. I still, well, now it's very well, clear. After seeing it, it is clear. But in the in the trailer, I feel like they left it like I thought maybe maybe it was a Porto that was throwing me off. I thought maybe they were from Portugal, you know. Uh, but yes, nope. confirmed Italian. Confirmed Italian. Inspired by uh, the director's childhood in Genoa mm-hmm. and several of the Pixar artists, Pixar artists mm-hmm. uh, were sent to the Riviera to study Italian culture and environment. I, I was so right, right off the bat. Uh, no, what's up? I was going to say, I, I read, I was doing some research and a lot of it was like detailing Italian stuff that like didn't need like they're like focaccia focaccia is an italian bread and it's like i know what and like it explained like what pesto was and i'm like i'm pretty sure most people understand what that is yeah they just made the excuse like oh i don't know what pesto is you're gonna have to send me to general to find <laughs> yeah, out yeah how expenses pay tour to 
find out what pasta is. <laughs> yes, never had this. Um, so first first thoughts, I guess. What when did you did you see it when it first came out, or did you see it more recently? I I think I watched it like a month ago. It was like a little bit after it came out, but then I just I did a little refresh a little bit ago before we started. Oh, look yeah. at you doing research. Yeah, I want, well, I mostly want to see the Sasha Baron Cohen part, really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, should we watch that part? Yeah. Uh, what were my initial thoughts? Is that the question? Sure. Yeah, my initial <laughs> thoughts. I was I was pretty excited when we were discussing the teaser. Yeah. Uh, you were a little hesitant. You were just confused, mostly. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't know what to expect, and. Hmm. I liked it. I think on on oh. a surface level, but I feel like it left a little bit to be desired. Like it was like a very clean story, like beginning to end. But oh. I don't know. I, I maybe it's just the cynic in me, but I I want to know more about the the sea monster concept and like the the battles between the city and the sea monsters and like how they got mm. separated because apparently there's like a really long history of them like attacking and murdering the sea people mm-hmm. and the sea people seem to be like integrated into the human world at like some degree i thought that was much more interesting than like the i thought all the auxiliary characters were more interesting than the <laughs> the like center characters okay so you're more interested in the the world building yeah and that aspect of it okay i can't fault you for that it was a beautiful world yeah and uh kind of like we were talking about in, in that last that teaser pod it just seems like maybe not the first but the most successful pixar movie at like displaying just like a, a world you want to spend time and live in yeah i mean yeah the summertime it's you know everything's bright and kids are having fun and the li- gelato and the living's easy soccer balls yeah living's easy yeah the whole vibe yeah just easy living nothing nothing crazy happening what was your uh, okay what was your initial reaction so my initial reaction was more positive i would say okay and to the full to give the full context here, so I watched it. I think probably the second weekend or so after it came out. So this is June, so I got vaccinated. I think May, sure, late May. So I'm riding that high. <laughs> Things are looking good. <laughs> the world's kind of opening up. Oh yeah, summer. Right. Yeah, just starting. Early summer. Yep, it was great. Uh, my wife recently had a uh, escape Baby. from employment, oh. <laughs> we'll call it. <laughs> so she was living life. My other buddy, uh, he uh, was working in restaurants and then, you know, through COVID realized that sucks. So he had a change of position that allowed him a lot more freedom. So we were hanging out with him. Hell yeah. We were having great times. Uh, and we ate mushrooms. Oh. So we were tripping. Watch this movie. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds and I'll awesome. Say it was, 
it was beautiful. It, it was a beautiful time. That was that couple months there were some of my favorite <laughs> times I think I've had in Austin. Uh, since then, things have looked not as rosy. It's a little bleak. But we don't there. have to get into that. <laughs> no, we don't have to get into that too much. It's all positive vibes for this mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I loved it. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. Good vibes movie, great summer movie. Uh, yeah, it nailed it in my mind. I mean the the visual aspect of it is really good. I like the animation a lot. Obviously, like they just keep on getting better and better at everything. Mm-hmm. The at first I wasn't a fan of like the people animation. Like they, unlike Soul, they went a little more like cartoony with it. Yeah, Soul was pretty cartoony. So it was cartoony, but like these guys have like hobbit feet. <laughs> yeah, and like and uh, their yeah. bodies were a little more like misshapen, and the proportions mm-hmm. were different. But like that's cool. I I get that. Uh, I don't know. Again, I would have liked more of an understanding of the monsters, but. You know, that's that's fine. Uh, want to watch a history lesson? I do. I want I want them to have an extended world of this. <laughs> the Luca extended universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about the animation style. So, a lot of the film and like the themes and everything were you know really uh, heavily influenced by Miyazaki films, as yeah. the director pointed out. Even the name, like we talked about, Porto Rosso, Porco Rosso is a Miyazaki movie. Yeah. Um, but I was talking with my, my brother, the pod brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he turned me on to, uh, I guess what's called the, the Bean Mouth. The uh, It's the Cal Arts style, I've learned. I've looked it up since then. It's kind of this recent style of all this animation that kind of looks the same, like Steven Universe. Uh and they all have like this little bean-shaped mouth. That... And I guess that really hung him up. He really hated that. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't really think about it. I mean, I love the animation. Yeah. I loved how it almost looked like uh, there were parts of it. I was rewatching scenes. It almost looked like it was like stop motion, like claymation. How like smooth and clean the characterization was. Yeah, but he couldn't uh, do the bean mouth. He got over the bean mouth. Okay. <laughs> But now that I know, now that I notice the bean mouth, I'm not gonna not be able to see it. Yeah, that's a curse. Now I'm not gonna be able to not see it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're cursed with these these eyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing when I was talking to my brother, he he kind of pointed out that works well. And something obviously you've been seeing recently with Pixar movies is they've gotten so good at the environments. Yeah that it like surpassed the character design for a while. <laughs> like thinking back to good dinosaur. Yeah. Where it's like the water looked like totally hundred percent real. And then you got like this kind of goofy looking like dinosaur walking around. <laughs> I was going to like, I was going to say that earlier about this. It's like it happened in soul too. It was like, there's a scene where it like starts off with the, with the background and the background looks like, yeah, like real life. And then you mm-hmm. bring like these, like goofy looking characters into it and then it's like oh, okay so i don't know like i don't know if they should like slow down one part of it but i guess you can't like make the environment look worse i don't know 
Well, I, th- I thought it worked with these character designs. Yeah. Compared to, like, I mean, yeah, even going back to, like, I don't know, Toy Story or something. Well, I think... Kind of yeah. weird. With the built environment, like, in Soul, it's weird because it's, like, real settings. But this is, like, a little more fantastical, so it was... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it, I think it worked. I think it worked a little bit better. Okay, so I have a question about this. I've been reading a theory online about how Luca's like the first gay character in Pixar. Have you seen mm-hmm. this? Um, yeah, I definitely heard a lot about that idea of, of Luca and Alberto, people shipping them. Yeah. How do you feel mm-hmm. about that? I can't remember if we talked about this in the last part. <laughs> Uh, I don't think the I don't think they would have it would have been like established by that point. That's true. What was it? I, yeah, I was talking somewhere else. I don't know. Uh, no, I mean obviously I'm I'm there for it, and the only thing is like with Disney, you know, they're never gonna go all the way with it. Yeah. Or at least not until you know five years too late <laughs> culturally. Yeah. So if this is like the closest we're gonna get for a while. Then obviously, yeah, I'm I'm here for that, and I'll take it. And I mean, they don't. The thing that uh, like I was reading some stuff on it too. Yeah. Some things people were saying was kind of like, you know, it's never it's never clearly stated one way or the other. So in that case, like you know, if you want them to be gay characters, then sure, they're gay characters. If that's if that works for you. Yeah. So like, it is nice that they kind of left that open. Uh, but again, like yeah, that's probably the best we'll get from Disney. So take that take it what we have, what we have it. <laughs> i mean as long as they can like edit it out for china or whatever like they'll be cool with it <laughs> yeah every interaction between luke and alberto is just <laughs> yeah. completely censored over i mean they are like young so i think putting shipping any of like the young characters is not great um but like yeah i mean i i, I agree that Leaving it for interpretation is good. Um, it's like, I don't know why this was in my head, but like people were trying to ship like Poe and Finn in Star Wars. And J.J. Abrams was like, definitely not. Oh, man. <laughs> Come on. And like forced us, they couldn't be that. So they like, gave Poe like that random uh, character on Djibouti or whatever that. <laughs> that like they fell in love and she like were, she's like a power ranger the whole time oh yeah the daft punk yeah yeah girl yeah okay that's and funny. hey hey yeah uh <laughs> but i don't know i i when i was watching it again i watched it through that lens and like it makes sense like you could definitely put it on there like it's sort of like a young person in that community like getting ushered in by someone who's like more experienced but also mm. someone's not necessarily like smart because alberto like doesn't know anything <laughs> about the real world but he knows himself i guess yeah that's true that's a good characterization um i that brings me to another thing his lucas motivation is like i want to go to school yeah. Which I also think is like, I don't know, that was kind of dumb. Lame. <laughs> yeah. Well, not that, but like, 
I was like, I get he wants to like learn about the world and stuff, but I thought him shaping up the school was very. I don't know. It just seemed like a weird, like, forced like ending. Hmm. Like it could have. Yeah, you didn't like it. Well, it could have ended at them like being accepted by the townspeople. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that's true. Um. Yeah, it was maybe a little rushed at the end. I guess we're just jumping to the end now. <laughs> that's fine. Um. It was a little forced, but I guess it was. Or maybe not forced, but just kind of hastened. Yeah. Uh, is that a word? Hastened. Yeah. But I, I guess for the th- for the th- <laughs> for the theming uh, of you know him Luca being an outsider and like just being confident in himself and confident that if he just is his true self, he'll find people that accept him. Which I guess kind of calls back to yeah, you're you're talking about him maybe being a gay character. Yeah. I guess they kind of needed me. Uh, maybe they didn't need to, but they wanted to show that like on an expanded level, other than the small town. True. But I mean, you're right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I was talking to to Jared about this too. It's like, well, you know, him being a sea monster in like the literal terms of this movie. Like, sure, that kind of works, I guess, on a smaller scale in this town yeah. where he's already, like, met most of the people as a human boy. But, like, him going to, like, a major city like Genoa yeah, and, like, being a sea monster might not go over very well for he's him. He's going to end up in, like, the gallows, man. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no good ending to that. As a, like, as a child? <laughs> yeah. Because he goes there by himself, doesn't he? I think yeah. So. Yeah, he goes out by himself. And, I, yeah, okay, that, so that goes back. <laughs> How old are they? Did we establish that? I think... I think they're under 16, right? That's the cutoff for the race. Yeah. It says, according to them, he's 12. Oh, he's 12. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty young to send your 12-year-old to yeah. a big city. Yeah, to some... Yeah, especially when he spends his entire life underwater. <laughs> but I'm also wondering... Like, how many sea monsters are there? Do they have their own city? Like, that they go to? Because they're just, like, farmer people, but does that mean there's, like, an urban sea monster area? Like, I want Aluka, too. Mm. Well, yeah, you say that. I mean, from what I read, everyone's on board Hell for yeah. a sequel. I, and yeah. I guess you can't really tell with streaming how the numbers went, but it seems like it got great reviews. Yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe in the sequel we'll get yeah all this crap that you want. That's probably not going <laughs> to translate well to a movie. I mean, so here's the actual logistics of the sea monster. <laughs> yeah. Cool, but there's just there's it's such like a big world they established that yeah, I feel like there's so much room for like more stories in there. Like maybe there's like mm-hmm. a crazy Italian doctor who's like. <laughs> wants to like dissect him or something or like a Cruel de Vil who mm. like wants him as a coat you know <laughs> yeah as a bathing suit yeah maybe there's that's like, true that would be that would be in high demand a skin that that can change from human skin to yeah fish skin you'd be like Mystique or something you know like <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> that, yeah I feel like if they do a sequel they'd have to have him yeah run into like other people like him yeah in genoa 
because they even kind of touched on that a little bit at the end of this one where after they are revealed to be sea monsters to the town folks it's then revealed that a few of the town folks are also sea monsters in disguise and the grandma seems very comfortable like like people know her in town like she hangs out there all the time right. she yeah goes there and like plays cards or something yeah so yeah i think they would they would probably do that for sure also, yeah that could work i also don't understand how the transformation works because like is it just like if you get wet or is like ambient moisture in the air does that count like <laughs> so if it's humid yeah if it's like it's extra humid above a percentage it's pretty humid in that town yeah it's definitely humid in that town you did raise a good question uh yeah what happens when they sweat yeah that's salty water too right is it the salt is it the water combo of both i mean the rain gets them so it doesn't have to be salty uh, yeah good what if good it snows that. does ice count as water you know ice, ice is water what if they put them in a freezer what happens <laughs> if they skin it what happens <laughs> yeah what's underneath those scales also how is your brother a weird like angler fish but you're a jim gaffigan fish oh you don't yeah his dad Jim Gaffigan and his brother is Ugo. Yeah. The deep sea fish. Yeah, it was yeah, that was his uncle, wasn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I want to see the sequel of him going to the deep sea. <laughs> his uncle. <laughs> it seems like a terrible punishment. Like that's it seemed <laughs> miserable. Uh yeah, but that was a great scene of uh Sasha Baron Cohen just riffing, talking about eating whale carcass. <laughs> Was that the first post credit scene? I'm trying to think if... Were there multiple? That's the only one I remember. Yeah, I think that's the only one. Okay. That's good. Right now, Pixar's on the post credit scene game. Yeah. That's our thing. <laughs> Never going to be able to leave a movie theater again now. <laughs> I guess it's smart. <laughs> I guess people watch the credits. Yeah. Um, so you said you you weren't really vibing with Luca, at least his motivation. Him overall as a character, were you vibing with him? Uh, I don't know. Like, I get the concept, like, like a wide-eyed, like, I just want to know the world. Mm-hmm. But your, your Little Mermaid archetype. Yeah. But like every Pixar film, like the main character has to be an asshole. So, <laughs> and he he was yeah. one of the better ones. But he was one of the better ones, maybe. Yeah. But I guess we can get to it a little bit later. But he did have like one of the all time like dick moves, where he just pieces out. He just sells out his throws his friend under the bus. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah, that was all time. That was Woody level. So <laughs> that's That is a Woody move. <laughs> no, he's a toy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a toy. I'm a real cowboy. Yeah, um, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, that's uh, Luca. Jared didn't like him either, so you're you're in good company there. I I'm also curious about. He was fine. Alberto's like. Like, I want a prequel with Alberto and, like, 
his dad just bailed. Yeah, this is that's why I asked about Luca because I wanted to go to Alberto. I want oh. to talk about Alberto. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I love Alberto. Alberto. Yeah, Alberto. Alberto. He's great. Yeah, I feel like okay. So there's there's the three kids. There's Luca, Alberto, and Julia. The three main characters. Yeah, I th- and we could talk about Julia after this, I guess. But I feel like I connected most with Alberto. In the from the aspect of he loves to assume that he knows stuff, and just like not necessarily lie, but he like yeah sure that's the, that's what that is. He talks out and of his ass. People believe him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I connect with that part of it. <laughs> well, a uh, little possessive maybe. Maybe in love. <laughs> maybe in love. Who could blame him? I don't know. When do people fall? In, when do people like start having crushes on other people? Twelve seems a little early. Maybe not. Twelve seems early. I would. I would consider myself a late bloomer in this regard. <laughs> Being uh, stifled under Catholic regime. Oh yeah, I know how that is. So maybe maybe I'm a bad uh, person to ask. But twelve? I, I don't know. I think twelve, thirteen. I think that's when the hormones start kicking in, right? I think if you ask. My wife, I, th- I feel like she bloomed earlier than I did, and it was probably about the right, about the age. All right, twelve, thirteen. I don't know. Maybe I'm fourteen. What's what? What class? What grade are you in? Twelve. I think when you're fourteen, you're going into high school. school. 14's high school. Yeah. No. Yeah, dude. Is it? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Cause yeah, you're like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Nineteen, yeah, okay. twenty. 20 yeah you're 20 in high school right? i mean i was young because my birthday's in august so you're in august yeah my birthday's in four days actually and then you're in you're in <laughs> yeah because i was five when i started kindergarten mm. i started college when i was 17 mm. you're so fucking smart <laughs> wow yeah Big boy, yeah. The big brain on cooge. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel? About, oh yeah. How do you feel about Gulia? Gulia, yeah. Julia Spulia. Uh, I also liked. I mean, I I liked all the characters. So I really don't have any beefs anywhere. Yeah. Um, of the three, I would probably have it: Alberto, Julia, Luca in my ranking. Yeah, I'd agree with that. With Julia and Alberto, a, a big tier above Luca, just because they're they're much more interesting. Luca, I mean, he's the main character. Yeah, he's got gotta be uh, flatter, I guess, or at least uh, like you said, more just like oh, wide-eyed. Yeah. Uh, Julia's cool. Yeah, she's uh, independent and making money. Yeah. Making moves. How'd you feel about her papa? Sewn fish. Loved her papa. Yeah. He's actually. I, okay, I'm saying I like all the characters. <laughs> yeah. He's one of my favorite characters. I think he's my favorite character for sure. I could see that. He he reminded me of you. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh. Teddy bear of a man. <laughs> he's just so huge. Yeah, gigantic man with one arm. Massimo. <laughs> yeah. Massimo. Yeah, yeah, it was a great dynamic, him and his daughter. And uh, you liked all her random uh, italian i don't know what do you call it tourettes or something 
just saying regatta. Yeah, it was just gibberish, really. <laughs> was she just saying food? Uh, I thought I, I thought I wrote them down. She was just saying cheeses, I believe. Oh yeah, so she would just say Santa, and then a cheese. Yeah, she'd just be like Santa mozzarella, <laughs> Santa gorgonzola. Uh, I like that. I thought, yeah, uh, I mean, it was nice, you know. It was nice? It was nice to hear some Italian flair. <laughs> yeah, some authentic Italian yeah, yeah. curses. <laughs> Speaking of, I, I, you know, I sent you some, some research ahead of time that I, turns out you're very well aware of. Yeah. The Stevie B slang YouTube channel. <laughs> Teaches you an Italian American phrase of the day. I think uh, uh, my my personal favorite Italian slang is agita. Like you give me agita, great agita. one. Works in a lot of ways. Very, very versatile. Yeah. Yep. High utility on that one. Or I call people stunad a lot. Oh, stunad. Yeah. Okay, that's a great. good one. Marona mia. You know that's great. These are good. Um, mine all all of these are coming from my mother, who's mm-hmm. a Brooklyn Italian. <laughs> and uh, the reason I looked up Stevie B slang, I wanted to get the like, actual, make sure like the pronunciation was right. But um, one of my, my mother's favorite was was a faccia brute. That's calling someone ugly. <laughs> I, you know, my fa- I think my grandma uses that, but my mom doesn't use it as much. Maybe she's just maybe it's a Catholic thing not to call people ugly, but I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, not for my mom. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Wait, uh, were you ever told growing up that you were eating like a gabon? No, uh, no, I didn't get that one. Mm, got that a lot. <laughs> a gabagool. <laughs> Wait, what's a, what's eating like a carbon? Garbanzo bean. Uh, gabon is like you're eat, like you're eating like a like you're wolfing something down like you're not tasting mm. you're just like <laughs> pounding food on your throat ah uh, yeah yeah i was the, yeah i was a picky eater i did not have that problem oh yeah i ate they, too quickly they probably wish i ate like that <laughs> what what do you mean you're picky eater what you like what didn't you eat oh uh, like anything green it was like it had to be shades of like yellow and brown front <laughs> <laughs> Like fried chicken, yeah. Maybe mac and cheese, pasta, yeah. mac and cheese. Uh, yeah, I distinctly remember my my sweet, my dear sweet grandmother on my dad's side, so not Italian. Yeah, just trying as hard as she could to get me to eat broccoli. How do you feel now? My, as an adult, and now I love broccoli. Yeah, broccoli's great. So there you go. Thank you, Nanny. <laughs> yep, you did it. Uh. I lost it. Oh, Fache Brut, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Butana, is that one? I don't know. Bitch? That means like bitch. Butana. I don't. Yeah. I didn't hear a lot of the curses because, you know, I don't know. It's probably Italian thing, or the Catholic thing. There's a lot of like Fugazi. A lot of things are Fugazi. Uh, That's not, that's not, yeah, Fugazi. Fugazi, um. yeah. Hmm, that doesn't mean bitch. What? Shit, what was my mom saying this whole time? <laughs> yeah, what? <well, laughs> I remember as a kid, though, uh, my parents used to call my 
my my butt, my coolie, which is like oh a, yeah 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 infantilized version of like coolo, which I guess means ass. <laughs> yeah yeah, coolie yeah, yeah. coolie buns. <laughs> that one's still alive in my family. Yeah. One time my mom broke a wooden spoon on my coolie. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah, the wooden spoon. Uh, we got that. That's yeah, that's an Italian Americanism. Yeah, <laughs> I think my mom was saying. I think my mom was saying putana. That was whore. Okay, well that's good enough. <laughs> a whore's kind of a bitch, right? You know. Yeah, prostitute, a whore. That's that's what I'm getting here mm. from the old Google. I always assumed it was bitch, but no, it's putana. Yeah, I guess like, is that putanesca? That that sauce? Yeah, it's a horse sauce. The horse, yeah, the sauce <laughs> of the whore. <laughs> I think that's delicious. That's what Arby's horsey sauce is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've noticed is like a lot of uh, Italian American slang is like very specific to like I guess the area you were in. Mm, true. Because I've heard, have you ever heard Juch? Yeah, yeah. But remind me, I don't remember the context in there, so I think it was derogatory <laughs> towards men. Yeah, it's like it's like you're being a juke, like you're just like laying around doing nothing, like you're lazy or a slob. Mm. But I also heard people say chooch <laughs> with a ch. I guess it depends on yeah, like how how many degrees away from the original word you are. Yeah. <laughs> chooch. I had a dog named Cheech. That is probably for a different reason. <laughs> He wasn't very lazy. Dog was high all the time. Yeah. <laughs> his original name was Screech because his bark was a screech. <laughs> it was a very fitting name, but Cheech was a little bit cooler. Wait, can you do an impression of that bark? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Just think of the most annoying dog bark. I can't imagine a, a, a dog screeching, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess it wasn't like a yell, like a, like a pained moan it was more like a high-pitched mm. yap speak, yap would have been a good name speaking of high-pitched moans okay <laughs> got a putana <laughs> yeah. no i so for the past like week and a half we've been hearing like every like couple hours or so we'll hear like <laughs> and it's like in the walls or something and i we cannot locate where it is it, like moves every time and it oh. sounds like a dying animal or like a ghoul or something <laughs> and it's I've, probably a ghoul i've never been so convinced that my house is is haunted than right now <laughs> i mean i was pretty convinced i lived in haunted houses in gainesville yeah well, you stayed and then my, i looked up you, you stayed in my house recently was it haunted uh your house was not haunted no not for my i was surprisingly comfortable in your house for for how scary it could have been okay (laughs) with that staircase leading to a attic you didn't show me the contents of i wish i'd seen that i don't know i would have put my mind at ease i think i knew what was up there it would have made it worse i think (laughs) it's like evil dead there's like yeah there's like knives chained up up monster There's legit knives just, like, sitting up there that I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Didn't you say, yeah, there's just, like, a butcher knife up there? Yeah. And there, <laughs> and there's, like, a padlock on the door to it, which makes me a little uncomfortable. Just straight up. 
Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, there's something in that for sure. So no, no ghosts in that house. Um, but the house that my wife then girlfriend lived in, we were convinced was haunted. We both woke up in the middle of the night to a, a woman's laughter. That's creepy as shit. And yeah, footsteps. People reported seeing people inside the house when we weren't there. But I've since looked it up, and uh, like all every like every ghost story you hear people explain are like all symptoms of like carbon monoxide leaks, <laughs> <laughs> which are very common in old houses, which is what Gainesville is all yeah. made of. Wait, so you're probably just sucking back some <laughs> monoxide. Woke up like ah. <laughs> Wait, but people outside seeing people inside your house. I don't think there's a carbon That's a good point. Outside. That's a good point, KG. Now yeah. I'm scared again. <laughs> I'd finally convinced myself it wasn't ghosts. I mean. And now I'm scared again. Maybe just someone broke into your house. You know, that can be explained away. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That could be the less scary version. He said it was a small child, like a young girl oh, he saw in a window. I don't like that. Yeah. They're not known for, for B&Es, really. <laughs> not so much yeah not usually not the main culprit um the main culprit of this movie though oh yeah let's, get, let's talk about another character ercole visconti the villain what'd you think of ercole uh i mean he was what he's supposed to be i guess i was just a little I don't know. He was a little annoying. I know it's like probably a, yeah. you know, a kid's movie. The whole point is like you're supposed to hate this guy. but <laughs> Yeah, he was the villain. Yeah. <laughs> you thought he was too annoying? Yeah, I thought he was too villainous. You know? mm. Give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he does have probably one of the greatest villain introductions I've seen in a long time. Where he just he rides up on his Vespa an object of uh, admiration and just what the Luca and Alberto what they're striving to get is his Vespa mm-hmm. so he rides up on a bright red Vespa into the cafe and uh, with his two goons and he just says who wants to watch me eat a big sandwich <laughs> <laughs> I know everything I need to know about that character right there <laughs> yeah I guess maybe he was better than I thought I thought it was great. Um, it did call into question, though, how old he was. <laughs> yeah. Cause I guess he, you don't have to be like that old to get a Vespa, but I think he had a, he had a mustache. <laughs> I assume you would need like a driver's license, right? Yeah, I think it's a small town. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I didn't see any any uh, like police presence. There was a there was a cop in the beginning because uh, she's walking around and she's like, oh, I hear the people seeing more sea monsters. Mm. I, know, well. I don't know. Maybe she's a, a more of a naval cop. <laughs> she's <a> coast guard. <laughs> yeah, coast guard doesn't deal with terrestrial uh, issues. Yeah, only sea monsters. <laughs> uh, I like I like Hercule. He's a good villain. Just a real asshole. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess he. I think he was maybe supposed to be 17. Yeah. Because they, they point out that it's just like this a 16-year-old cutoff for this big race in town. And I think uh, 
Julia says, like, or weren't you 16 last year? Yeah. Because <laughs> he said he was 16 again, so. Uh, so that's funny, because then he's like, he, he looks like a loser. He's like hanging around. How'd... Making fun of little kids. <laughs> How'd you feel about Uncle Ugo? <laughs> You'll go back to Uncle I Ugo. I really want to talk about Uncle Ugo. <laughs> Uh, it was great, yeah. It's great riff. Good fun character design. Does question the yeah what the familial ties are to him and uh, Jim Gaffigan. They don't I, look anything alike, but that I, happens, sure. I was very freaked out by his character initially. Oh yeah, yeah. Pretty creepy intro. I mean, he just comes in and like he's see through. Yeah, he's like <laughs> and I his eat heart the whale carcass in your mouth. <laughs> It's just like lives in complete darkness. Yeah, it's like a very bleak character. That was probably the scariest moment for me in this movie. Was conceptually what his life was. Yeah, just him describing his daily life. Just living in darkness, just eating whale carcasses without even seeing it. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, I had a a question. Um, I heard that John Ratzenberger was not in this movie. Man, you're bouncing around here. I know, I'm going everywhere. No Ratzenberger. That... We'll, we'll put the music on, but <sighs> there's nothing there. Why? Uh, well, that's funny. I was just watching, yeah, like a ooh, trivia bit about. Um, I mean, he's old, for one. Yeah, he's pretty old, whatever. <laughs> so he hasn't been, he hasn't had a credited part in the last two, Soul Vertica. And this video I watched posited that maybe it's like COVID related. He's an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. Both of them were probably produced like largely in the heat of uh, the COVID times, the first or second wave, whatever. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he's one to believe in COVID, if that's a thing you could say. <laughs> I was a little concerned about that. We don't need to get into his that, politics. Yeah. I don't want to ruin my... I've intentionally not looked this up, but I am a little concerned. I've seen him make appearances on certain news channels that oh, no. are poisoning our parents' brains, but... Uh, I don't know what the context was. <laughs> I don't want to know what the context. Yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> but one thing though, when I was watching the, the video, uh, when we were talking about Soul, we were, I guess, arguing about whether or not he was actually in that movie. And I thought the director or writer, whoever said there was like a spiritual cameo. Yeah. And there's a scene when they're on a subway, in the car, and there's kind of a guy they bump into, just like, hey. And he kind of like, eh, he's got a mustache. He almost looks like a Norm Cliff Clavin combo. And I oh, thought that was it. That Wasn't that but, it? Well, no, this video, when they're running through the subway, they run through like the turnstile. They hit some, they walk past someone in the den who turns around, who looks a lot more like Ratzenberger. Wait, so he's in it twice? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's him and Norm are both in it. Mm, okay. You know what? Yeah, enough of Cliff Clavin. Let's bring Norm into all the rest of the Pixar movies. 
Yeah, is, is he still around? Yeah. Let's get him in there. Uh, yeah, so no, so confirm no Ratzenberger at all in this one. Not even a spiritual cameo. There was, I guess, some... Uh, what do you call it? Design work or character drawings. I don't know what you call that. Storyboard work? Yeah. That someone found that has, like, a fish that kind of looks... <laughs> you know, he's got a big mustache. <laughs> um, I think the writer, though, on this movie says he wants the new cameo, the new, like, Easter egg cameo going forward to be Peter Song, who was the director of The Good Dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, he voiced Eric Goulet's, uh henchman guy, uh, Cicero? Cicero? Chichero? Chichero. Chichero, yeah, Chichero. Well, he, he's like a... Round guy. He's a, like a Pixar forever guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in there. He's in the club, for yeah. sure. So maybe we'll see in the next one who, if Peter Song gets a, a voice credit. I mean, I appreciate that. I feel like, like, making a John Ratzenberg is kind of like random. I guess he was in like the first, like he was in Toy Story. He is like a very notable voice. <laughs> yeah, but it makes more sense to make it. Yeah, like someone who's like a Pixar, like long hauler. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he was in what twenty some films. Yeah, twenty three, I believe. Twenty three. He's yeah. I mean, he's not gonna last forever. So you might at some point you have to move on. Either that, or they could do like the, you know, they could like Princess Leia him into everything, <laughs> or they could go the soul route and just have random background characters that look like him sometimes. You know. Yeah, I feel like that that would have been a route which may, that's what leads me to believe that there is some kind of like disagreement with him or like distancing they're trying to do from him yeah because if not then yeah I feel like they would just put uh, some background guy in Luca. It, yeah it must be so this uh, have man, to do it might with, be something there I mean this you know COVID kind of drew a line in the sand around a lot of people so right. yeah, maybe uh, he made some is he more like Cliff Clavin than we've formerly come to know? I think he was always Cliff Clavin. He just doesn't know anything and talks at his ass all the time. <laughs> yeah. Real Alberto. Yeah. <laughs> don't, but in a worse way. Don't besmirch Alberto's name. <laughs> I would not. Uh, yeah, so no no Ratzenberger Wait, report. Wait, do you think that means that Cliff Clavin and Norm are... We can ship them now? <laughs> that was That's a classic ship. For, yeah. That's a great odd couple. I mean, uh, Norm's, you know, he was married to Vera. Yeah. But. That didn't work out. There was, there was trouble in paradise. I, you know, I, I recently rewatched like the first couple seasons of Cheers and he's like a huge dick to, to Vera. Oh yeah. He's, <laughs> he's awful. <laughs> he's like absent husband. Yeah. And he's like, oh, there's a sea monster in my house. Like. What? How's your wife? That is my wife. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Can't be that bad. <laughs> yeah. I haven't finished it yet, but I don't know. Did they ever show Vera? I haven't finished it either. I okay. I rewatched it multiple times and I always like fall off after like the fourth season. Oh man, it gets it gets better. Does it? Yeah. Welcome to Cheers Chat. I haven't gotten to the part where uh, 
that terrible lady's in it. I forget her name. <laughs> speaking, uh, of, speaking of people with lines in the sand. Yeah, that's true. She who she who shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I haven't seen. That's enough diversion. I haven't seen Carnage in there either. I managed Carnage? to get that far. Yeah. Who's Carnage? Woody Harrelson. He's Carnage. Yeah, dude. You didn't know that? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> uh. Okay. So this is the thing I'll say about Cheers. Uh. I've never seen a show replace two solid characters with possibly better versions of them. Because you know, rest in peace, Coach. Yeah. Poor coach. He was an amazing character. But you got to watch the Woody seasons. He comes in, and he carries that torch. Does... And then <laughs> Diane, of course, leaves. But, I mean, the Rebecca seasons, I think, are really good. Yeah. Because it's, like, more focused on the bar, and, you know, Sam's a, he's a free man again. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, can't wait for a Cheers podcast. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> to get us through the next lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be like a week from now. Don't worry. <laughs> oh no. Um. Uh, yeah. What else? What else are we talking about here? Okay. Here's some other questions for you. All right. So we're getting to the kids are on the island. Julie wants to win the, win this race so that she can rub it in Airplay's face uh, and kind of prove herself. And it's a triathlon. So there's a swimming portion, portion, pasta eating contest, and a bike race. Um, oh shoot, and I forget what what, I, what pasta they eat in. It's like a like a fettuccine, right? Yeah. It's like a like a seafood fettuccine. But the question I had for you is, what's your favorite pasta? Hmm. Or pasta dish, I guess. Maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be the noodle, but if you have a favorite noodle, hit me with it. I think if I had to pick a favorite noodle, it's a tough one. I like a rotini because you get, you know, sauce gets stuck in there. I okay, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of like capellini, like angel hair. Mm-hmm. I don't. My family never made like spaghetti proper what we called spaghetti was capellini but so it's spaghetti proper like yeah because regular spaghetti is like thick and i remember going to school oh. and getting spaghetti and i was like what the f- what is this and it was like i just i don't like how thick those noodles are but like regular spaghetti <laughs> it gotta be thin yeah more like an angel hair yeah yeah, I like to I like the thick nudes. Well, I think I prefer a thick nude. Give me a fettuccine. That's great. Mmm, fettuccine is great. Yeah, I think I like the 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 thick long nudes because it's just so fun to twirl it on your fork. Mmm. Where do you? And then use the spoon. Oh no! You don't use the spoon. I'm... Is that is that sacrilege? Yeah, it's foreboding. <laughs> You know, it's funny. Like, I never did that growing up. But one time, like, f- somewhat fairly recently, like, I was an adult. Yeah. And I was eating 
probably spaghetti around my family. And I did the spoon method because I was like, yeah, let me, let me do a spoon method. And my, yeah, my aunt was not very happy with that. That's like a gringo like, thing to do. Yeah. She's like, where'd you learn that? <laughs> I was like, oh no, what did I do? I don't know if I've actually, <laughs> if I've done it since then. Is it, does it make it easier? I don't think I've ever done it because I would It dare. really does. Yeah, it's garbage. I did it and I was like, oh, this is like, this is the way you should do it. Like, but now that I know it's a gringo thing, I won't do it again. At, at the Italian restaurant I used to work at, uh, we used to serve spaghetti and they would serve a spoon in the bowl and I would intentionally not put a spoon in the bowl and I would get yelled at so much because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like letting this happen. <laughs> That's amazing. Or I would, what I would do is I would serve it with like, we had two sizes of spoons. We had like a regular spoon and then we had like coffee spoons to like stir in creamer. Mm-hmm. And I always give like the tiny spoon in the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> The coffee spoon? Yeah, so like you could see the thing sticking out, so you're like, oh, he put a spoon in there, but it'd be the tiny spoon, you can't use it. It was great. <laughs> That's, uh, what do you call that? Uh, malicious compliance? I like that. That That's like my my motto. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is you. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to put that um, on my gravestone. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's your new, new tad idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know I asked the question of favorite pasta, but I, I wasn't really prepared myself to answer that question. <laughs> My family was definitely pretty basic. Uh, rotini, ziti, which, like, in retrospect, those are probably the hardest to eat. Although I did like, you know, you get the ziti and you can, like, fork them, you know? Yeah, Put, yeah. like, three on the fork. That's a pretty good method. <laughs> You could, but other than that, you can only eat like three at a time then. Hmm. I mean, you can stab the hell out of them. You can get a few in there and just kind of quickly shovel in your mouth. Wait, did you ever... Hmm. There's like some weird-ass ones. Like the bow ties. I don't understand. Like... Bow ties, I don't like in an Italian dish. But I will toss a bow tie in like a, a soup. That's a good That's a good soup. Like a chicken soup. Soup nude. Yeah. It's yeah. a good soup nude. Fusilli, I like a good fusilli. The tricolor. There's so many out there, man. The tricolors. There's so many. I always get those. I'm like, these are gonna be gray, and I'm like, they all taste the same. I like, anyways, it's a bummer. <laughs> they they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We made a. I made a tortellini re- recently. Ooh. I didn't make the tortellinis, but we made the sauce. Yeah. And I got a tricolor, and yeah, my wife was not into the tricolor. It just makes it look more interesting. <laughs> I've always wanted to try like, the, the squid ink ones that are just like. Black mm. as night. Yeah, those are metal. <laughs> I also, as a kid, I used to really like. They would have like the Easy Mac with like different characters in it and stuff. I w- oh, okay. I always yeah. wonder how they made those. Like they just make like a big slab of pasta and just like punch it out. <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> yeah, like a little smiley face punch. Yeah, they always. Yeah, they never looked exactly like like i got like a star wars one and like this r2d2 and it's like i don't know yeah it's it's a little phallic symbol (laughs) yeah yeah that's all it is yeah little legs sticking out yeah noodles are just dicks everything's dicks yeah um so i guess to answer the question long 
long form. <laughs> you can't beat a good spaghetti and meatballs. No. Like, it's basic, but, man, it's the best. Rest in peace to the, our favorite place in town, uh, Frank and Angie's. I used to go there and just get a big old meatball and spaghetti. <laughs> One big meatball. <laughs> not, not just the meatball. <laughs> not just spaghetti. Hmm. It was great. I think I'm more on the pesto side these days. Whenever I can, like, really mm. splurge on some pine nuts, it's great. Oh, yeah. Mm. Pesto, yeah. That does seem like the mature sauce. <laughs> I think the, the the order of maturity, I think Alfredo's the most immature because it's just mac and cheese. Yeah. A red sauce being the next level and then a pesto being the level up. Actually, it's like seems lighter. I don't know. Well, something my family yeah, green, a little healthier. My family never made diavolo like saw so, like the diavolo sauce, which is just like mm-hmm. basically red sauce with just a shit ton of red pepper flakes in it. Oh, okay. Because my family's not really into spicy stuff, which you don't really see mm-hmm. a lot in Italian food. But I I went to a place and they had that, and I was like, this is like the sauce I want. I like yeah, I like a, a kick in my sauce. Actually, speaking of which, the Italian place I used to work for, I used to make the marinara, and I threw like we never put any red pepper in there, and so I would throw red pepper in there because I'm like it tastes so bland, and then all the like terrible like <laughs> think of so many terrible things to say, all the people in town, all the white people who came to the restaurant who are so bland and have like the worst all palate. the and burgers <laughs> yeah yeah they would complain that it was too spicy mm. it was like four gallons of sauce and i put like maybe <laughs> like a tablespoon of red pepper flakes like really not that spicy yeah that's that's a, that's a true stereotype <laughs> yeah it is which i was i was guilty of but i've i've built up a a spice threshold yeah, you gotta get that. You gotta build tolerance a little bit. Mm-hmm. You just gotta work your way through it, and then it, it gets better. Now, although now I can't like eat like Asian like ramen or anything without like that spicy garlic sauce. Yeah. Oh. That stuff's a shit. Yeah. I just ate that earlier today, actually. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, pasta, though, I think pasta's like if you had to. If I was in this triathlon and there was like an option of what food to eat, I think I would have to go pasta. I think that's the one I could eat the most of. Pound for pound. <laughs> you think you could? I've never tried to like do a lot of activity after eating pasta. Well, you'd break it up. I wouldn't do the whole thing. <laughs> Which inexplicably, Luca does all three of them. Yeah. Did you Did you understand that part? I didn't get that. I didn't get that either. So back, going, I guess going back to Luca the movie. <laughs> yeah, we kind of we really veered off. <laughs> this is probably our most tangents ever in a podcast. Yeah. Him and like we alluded to earlier, it's it's revealed that Alberto is the sea monster, and Luca, the asshole he is, <laughs> throws him under the bus to Julia and says, "Look at this freak monster," and then uh, Alberto pieces out, and then from there. They were gonna. They were doing the triathlon. Alberto was gonna do the eating part, so I assumed Luca would just fill in the eating part. But then, for some reason, he does the whole thing himself. What did you get that? I didn't get really get 
why that was. And that also confused me. I because I... he was going against Julia, who's desperate to win this race. That's like her whole whole life goal is to win this race. Maybe he just like was like screw it, like I'm just going to be an enemy to everybody. <laughs> His full Joker turn. Yeah. Chaos. He's had enough. Yeah, I don't know. I get to prove prove himself, prove his metal. That know. that could have been. I mean, that, that makes sense to me. Ish. Ish. I mean, he was already doing the hardest part. He was doing the bike race. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't quite understand that. Maybe I'm missing something there, but I guess you got you got the great ending of him and uh, Julia coming in to save him crashing into Hercule. Yeah. That's a true friend. Sacrifice yeah, she sacrificed her body. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, that was her, her whole goal to win that race. Julia's a great character. Yeah. I mean um, yeah. Yeah. I mean that was I guess that was the end. <laughs> yeah. I think we covered it and a lot of other things. Uh yeah, let me see what else I have here for Stray thoughts. Well, here's okay. Here's some. I'm gonna hit you with some alternate endings or ideas that they had. Okay. So one of them, uh, I think the original ending, in some turn event, probably the same leading up events, to where Luca and Alberto have their riff and break up. But from there, Alberto turns into a kraken-like monster. <laughs> <laughs> And Luca has to protect him from the townsfolk. Interesting. <laughs> Little different vibe. <laughs> that would make me more curious about the history in the world. If they had that yeah. ability to turn into a kraken, if they're angry. Yeah, yeah, I don't quite get. Yeah, the transformation part of it. Uh, there's a lot of kraken like imagery and illusions in the background. Yeah, in the, in the movie. So I, I guess the, apparently this was more. I think this made the, the original ending, but then the director kind of fleshed out the friendship part of it, and that like obviously played way better. Yeah, I. <laughs> so they they kept going that route. <laughs> but another fun trivia here. So during the production of Luca, so this is maybe like 2018, because it was in production for a while, I guess, because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, this is very un unverified but in this video i watched it was a fun fact uh hotel transylvania 3 was released the ending of that movie involves a kraken so maybe they're watching that and they're like "Mm, it's been done we can't do it now is that a disney property no 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 that's like probably dreamworks or something hmm yeah maybe they saw it and were like oh (laughs) this sucks (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh wow this is actually a terrible ending it's probably true i mean i've never seen hotel transylvania and i don't think i ever will i don't think i'll ever yeah, make it to the third one either <laughs> probably not <laughs> maybe the third one's the best one it could have been okay so you're not on board with the kraken idea i think it would have been cool if like they were friends with the kraken maybe or something like mm, you know like another character yeah yeah well, then you might like this idea. All right. Originally, there were three sea monster friends. Uh, the third one being a sort of hermit crab kind of guy based on designs. 
and uh, it was Chichiro, who I guess they kind of changed, and he then became like the henchman to Hercule. Was he gonna be like a Sebastian character? I mean, <laughs> he was this like the same characters I think, but like a little round kid. Okay. But his like fish form, he was a hermit crab, so he had like claws and like a shell. So I don't know how that would have worked. Yeah, because they also like at the beginning they they like growing crabs like in their house for like a competition. So like that mm. blurs the language. Well, also the whole like fish are dumb and like not sentient, <laughs> but we're sentient. Yeah, I was waiting for Nemo to like come swim up to them or something. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there were any Nemo cameos. They sold out a bunch of fish in the... They're like, the fish aren't here, they're over there. And they like... So like, I guess they're not friends with fish, you know? Well, they're shepherds of fish. So, I mean, shepherds, they'll eat meat, right? Yeah, they murder their flock. They'll murder their flock. That's what they're so, known for. <laughs> yeah. That's not a stretch, I think. Yeah, I guess it's fair. They're just... Yeah, they're sea monsters. They're not... They're not fish. That's true. They're flipper sapiens, <laughs> they are. as we've established, <laughs> as you coined. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're not on board with, with Chichiro? Three's too many. I mean, three as the total Luca, Alberto, Julia works. Yeah, I think three is a, get the a good number, triangle. yeah. Yeah, it's a holy number. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, not, not into that one. Uh, another idea the plot was kind of going to focus around Luca having to gather some magical token in order to become a real boy very Pinocchio Little Mermaid vibes uh, I guess they, they said it, it got too complicated was what I mean it's not that complicated uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the idea that they just like coexist but again, I would like more background. So I think I'm out on that one too. Yeah. Uh, well, another, you might like this one then. One okay. of the other original ideas was for the monsters to have, well, the sea monsters, the flipper sapiens. <laughs> <laughs> they had their own separate town that was like above water. And it was just like on the other side of this island that I guess you couldn't quite see. So, like, I don't know. Maybe they were, like, had a close relationship with humans, but they were separate. There were a few drawings I saw. There was one that was, like, a basically, like, a mirror image of that town, but just an island. One was, like, it was, like, an underwater city. But yeah, I guess they settled, like, more of, like, a hut style, shepherd style. Yeah. I could see that, like, It'd be cool if it was, like, directly under the town, you know, like, literally, like, a mirror of a town, you know? That's That was one of the, the pictures. Oh, yeah? And uh, uh, maybe it's a stretch, but at one point, when, you know, Luke is gathering his trinkets in the beginning? Yeah. He grabs a card, he flips the card around, and it is a city that's mirrored. So, like, hmm? Uh, a little nod to that so idea. Something came in a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm le- I'm less interested in the whole backstory than you are. <laughs> so, for me, like, the, the movie didn't really get good until they got to the city of Porto Rosso. So, 
less time spent on the first quarter, the better for me. Yeah. All right. Okay. How do you feel about that? Was all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How I, do you feel about yeah. what? There could have been like a couple more creatures in there. I would have been cool with that, but. Yeah, could could be more creatures. I mean, yeah, I guess that that's there's room for that in the sequel, possibly. Um. But yeah, like I said, the beginning was kind of dragged for me. Um. There's there's a couple of dream sequences that that really kicked in. The visuals. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, they get it. <laughs> I just forgot your experience, but that's. <laughs> I gotta try that. That sounds like a good time. I would recommend. Responsibly. Yeah, of course. Um, so I was less interested in that. Yeah, more time on that city, just being on that, that little town was great. Like I was saying, you know, th- this was June. We were we were vibing. We were thinking we had the, the COVID by the balls. The world was our and, Luca. The... Uh, the come down of our trip was a us actually planning a trip to Italy. Really? Yeah, we were all we were totally on board. That's not looking very possible right now. Did you wake up and like the next day you had tickets already? <laughs> yeah. I woke up with the tickets in my hand. <laughs> yeah. And like a little backpack and yeah, those, I love Italy shirt. Those little envelopes that they don't give you anymore, like little with the tickets yeah. in it. Uh yeah, I I even switched my Duolingo from Spanish to English. Wait, you gotta learn. You switched the language app. You le- switched from Spanish to English, so you could learn English. Oh, did I say English? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm an Italian. <laughs> Switch it from Spanish to Italian. Finally, I can Clearly learn I know English. English. <laughs> As I've demonstrated, I speak good. Yeah. Yeah, from Spanish to Italian. <laughs> I mean, Italian's uh, better anyway. Italian is better. And what a year for Italian is this. We had Luca. Yeah. We've had Italians winning the Euro Cup. Hell yeah. Finally. Their team's back again. Team's back kicking ass. For a couple years. We had uh, Italians win... We have the fastest man alive as a tie, right? He won the hundred meter. Uh, Usain Bolt. <laughs> he's still <laughs> he's racing. No, Wait, he's did Italy win the the Olympic soccer match? Uh no shit. I don't think so. It was a like Canada. That was, or that was Brazil. Oh no, nah, I think it was Brazil. I don't know. I don't want the Olympic soccer games are never good anyway. I didn't even know they were on. I <laughs> I never saw it. I didn't watch any Olympics. Yeah, the Olympics were a shit show. I, I thought it was, but Italy showed out. I only watched for uh, for curling, so I had to wait for the Winter Olympics. Yeah, that's not a summer one. <laughs> anyway, great time to be Italian. Yep, Viva Italia. No better place to end it than there. Next up, I don't know when it's coming out, but Turning Red. Is the next Pixar movie if we want to do another pod for it? Hell yeah! <laughs> That's the attitude I want. Next, hopefully there won't be as big of an asshole, but we'll see. Hopefully there won't be as big of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Quote me on that. 
let's end it there and uh, stick around for the stinger to learn some Italian some Italian American phrases <laughs> but uh, till then arrivederci bye ciao Hey, how you doing? I'm Stevie B. The Italian-American slang word of the day is facce brut. Facce brut. I got a guy I work with in the shop. We call him good-looking chalutes. He's handsome. Very. Ladies always knocking on his door. Always. One day, chalutes notices some uh, crow's feet around his eyes. He goes in for the Botox. Now, he's facce brut. American. Got a guy I work with in the office. We call him good-looking Charlie. He's handsome. Very. All the ladies are always knocking on his door. Always. One day, Charlie notices some wrinkles around his eyes and goes in and gets Botox. Now, we call him not-so-good-looking Charlie. Facce brutte. <laughs>